Are you ready to challenge yourself and see if you have what it takes to make 10K in 10 days? Visit the Boss Effect podcast community on Facebook and tell us what you would do if you had to challenge yourself to make 10K in 10 days. The Boss Effect Zone, the Boss Effect Zone. With your hosts, powerhouse performance couple, expert leaders, Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of The Boss Effect. I am so excited for our guest that we have today. Yeah, yeah. When we say over 40 years of business experience, when we say king of comeback, hmm, he started off as the king of rehab. But you know what? I don't like to tell other people's story. I like to let them do it themselves. So you know what? Let's welcome Mr. Tyson to the Boss Effect. Hi, my name is Jeff Tyson, and I'm a boss. Welcome, welcome. Hey, 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 Queen Kimmy and and Sean. Thank you guys for having me here today and and for your audience. Hey, uh, you guys hang out with us. Just hang out with us. You know how these folks roll, right? They try and bring some people in here to share what's going on for real, for real. So I'm glad to be part of the family. So thank you, thank you, thank you for the opportunity. You guys are doing amazing things. And I've been waiting for this opportunity. So, right. But anyway, yeah. Hey, my name is Jeff Tyson. And as she said, I am known as the Comeback King. Man, that's because people that have seen me grow up from the early age as a little boy, she said, you know, I don't know if she mentioned it yet or not, that little boy that really was goofy looking and no one liked, man. But And then they struggled in school on top of that, right? And, and then, and, you know, I got held back in one grade. So I'm like, man, I'm like ready to check out. Who, who cares about Jeff? All right. You know, who... Who cares about me? And the part, tough part about that point in my life, man, is, is that I tell people all the time, it was really kind of hard for me to figure out because of my family, I had loving parents, man, right? And, and, and when I grew up in, in my population of folks, a dual household is a rare thing, man. So I had that, you know, and we had more than most. And, you know, but the people that I lived with didn't like that idea. And then, you know, going to school with people that didn't look like me, man, you know, so it was really kind of like, man, where do I fit? What do I fit, guys? Anybody else feel like that at times in their life, man? Yes. But yes. you know what? We stand here today to tell you that that was just one of many episodes where I had to figure out how to step into life again. And I got to tell you, I like to tell you I was brave and, and courageous, but I was scared and afraid. So I pretended and created a whole false life about myself at an early age. Then athletics, athletics came into it, right? And now I'm this athlete and, and I'm that guy and, and people see me differently and then know that I'm going to be that, you know, that next guy to come out to go to the NFL. Right. So they saw me that way, man. And then they saw me get hurt. So physically now I have to go ahead and, I mean, it was almost a career injuring episode, but they saw that grit, but then I had grit. Man, right. And they knew that I was going to figure it out. So Jeff, I ain't worried about you. And they were right. I got that injury together and now I'm in college. I'm almost there. Right. And y'all got to tell y'all something, man. I never had an opportunity to play at that level. But I did have a career injury, career-ending injury. 
And now that 1.99 kid that barely got into college was sitting at the foot of the bed full of libations and some other stuff I ain't going to say on the radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wondering about what I'm going to do next. Because, guys, I, I couldn't read that well. I had self-image that was like this. My athletics was gone. But that voice again said, look, you got to figure this out. You've already been through some things. This is just another one, right? So all of a sudden, I'm saying, I'm going to go get a business degree and graduate in four years on honor roll. And I don't know if I told you. I told you I had 1.99 going into college, but I also had a 1.99 after my first semester in college. So they really, really booed me out, man. <laughs> I say well, all this. Consistent. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like I worked hard at being consistent. <laughs> so when you was in college, when you was in college going through all, all this transitions and everything, did any time in your mind that you feel like you were uh you were gonna be, you know, doing business? Was business any part of your life at any time, like high school, college? Were you doing any type of business like that? No, I mean, I had, my father was an entrepreneur and I saw that a little bit. And then my soon to be mentor was, but man, I, I didn't, all I knew was I, I, if I could play football, then that's what I was going to do. So no, it wasn't anything I was like, oh, I'm going to go get my business degree. It just was yeah. something I sat down, popped in my head and made a choice, man. I want to back up just a little bit. So throughout yeah. high school, you focused on your football career. You had dreams of going to the NFL. And everybody in your town was like, yeah, he going to be in the NFL. That's all. Yeah. Right. And yes. then you got hurt and that changed the course of your life. It really did. You know, and, and I, I got to tell you, at the time, it didn't seem like it was the best thing that could have happened to me. Mm-hmm. But in essence, I look back now and, I, and I, early on, I knew that it was the best thing because all the buddies that I knew that went on to play didn't play that long. They were interested. And had I played all through my college career, I don't, I, I know I wouldn't have got a diploma. <laughs> I wouldn't have got <laughs> But you bounced back. I want to know about yeah. that bounce back. Like, first semester you had a 9-9, but you finished yeah. college? I finished college on time, in, on four years, with, in, on, on the dean's list with a three, 2.9, 3.1, somewhere in that space. And the only reason why I was that low is because I got the D's and F's the first semester or two that, that they couldn't wash off. And, and I like to take credit for it, but you know what? I asked for help. You know, and I said to myself, if somebody else is doing this, I can do it. Right? And, yeah. and more importantly, it was that, that voice that says, aha, you dummy, now look at you. That was there. I learned how to use that as fuel. That was my comeback juice. Ooh. All those questions Ooh. that people had. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, good. Come back. Yes, yes. So is it safe to say that sports might have played a small part in you not being able to to do your work, your academic work, because you was focusing so much on just being in the NFL and being that star football player, huh? Yeah, part of it was sports, but if I keep it really real, man, I really struggle. I, I couldn't, I just couldn't read that well. And, you know, teachers that told me that, you know, Ooh, wee, Jeff, I'm not sure. You sure you're part of that family? Because your brother and sister, they, they're all smart. <laughs> so you came from a dual household. You went to yeah. school with, you know, like a lot of people didn't look like yourself. Mm-hmm. But yet I know 
that you built a multi-million dollar company. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah. Thank how you. is that possible? Where I don't fill in the gap. Yeah. But there's a there's a there's a gap that I gotta tell you, and that, that gap was really filled by the memories and, and the, the the impressions that I got from my parents, right? I mean, I knew how to work. One thing about it is I knew how to work. I watched them work. We had, I mean, they both were professionals. My mom was a professional coming out. She graduated as the first African-American out of a nursing school in Pennsylvania. So I had examples, right? I, I knew that it's possible if I did the work. And work was not something I was afraid of. I would do the work, Queen Kimmy. And I got direction. I got help along the way. And, and I like to tell you that I had divine intervention, but that wasn't, I wasn't connected like that at that point. I understood it, but I didn't live by that. So hard work and determination. And I said it before, that comeback juice, that was my go-to, you know, and, and, and I learned how to create relationships. And I want to make this point. I learned how to create relationships with people that saw me as a quality individual, someone that was determined, someone that had integrity, someone that would show up and do the work, and they became my sponsors. So, you know, creating relationships where people will sponsor you and help you get along. It's not so much what you know, it's who knows you and know what you can do in order to get that next opportunity. So I jumped in corporate America and, and for the first five years, I was transferred probably 12 different times and each time I had a little promotion. Hmm. And, and so <laughs> just working my way through it. Okay, with the 40 years of, of, of business experience that you have, what would you say was like the hardest part for you, man, of, of, of becoming an entrepreneur, starting your own business? Because you said you, you, you went into corporate first. What would you say was the hardest part with you starting your own business? Well, I would have to say it was me first. You know, me believing in myself that I could do it. I had gotten comfortable in corporate America, right? I knew that the CEO dream that I had working for somebody else wasn't going to happen. Because every time I'd get up the ladder, they moved the building, so I had to start all over again, right? Mm -hmm. So, but from that though, Don, I, I was once I realized, man, hey, John, look, if somebody else did it, you can do it too. Figure out what they did. So the the hardest thing for me, people, I believe people do two things in life to make a change. One is they move because they want to have more and they're comfortable, or two because they angry, pissed off, something. That, Somebody's done to them to have them make a decision. And for me, I was working with a company that started playing with my money at the end. So that helped me. <laughs> so I was inspired by that. And, and then one thing I want to point out, too, is that, you know, the business I went into was a business I didn't know anything about, really. It was a business that required physical work. I was a knotted up guy, too tired all the time. But... It was a business that was a needed business. It was insulation, high energy business. It was a it was a grind business at first. But I found out how I can get connected with people that will help me figure out what I don't know, teach me what I need to know, so I can go on and build that business. And that's what happened. You know what? You're dropping some golden nuggets, and that's what Boss Effect is really all about. So I'm really grateful for you being here. So let me thank you again right now yes. for being here. I really appreciate it. Because a lot of okay. times when we're starting out as entrepreneurs, emerging entrepreneurs, because our audience are people who are thinking about starting a business, are there, yeah. they have just started and they're having sporadic moments where there's not consistent, you know, in their months yeah. or, you know, they have a, a $30,000 month here and then it's dry crickets for like two months. They make 5000 
So we're looking yeah. at these emerging entrepreneurs. And a lot of times we attract people here who like to prove that they can do it. You know, they have to be challenged before they take action. You know, they have big egos, but mm -hmm. low confidence and low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And what you just said is, I ask for help. You said you got F's and D's that first two semesters, and then you ask for help because you noticed yes. around you that if these people were doing it, I can do it. But you realize you ask for help. And then yes. you said, as people saw you helping yourself, you had sponsors around you who believed in you as you went through life. A lot of times we don't know the difference between sponsors and mentors. Would you mm -hmm. please share with us a little bit? What is the difference between a sponsor and a mentor? I'll just give you my version of it. That's the thing. Of that's course, was, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how, how I experienced it. You know, my, my, my mentor was one that said he found out what it is that I like to do, make sure that I understood what my abilities were. And then he would challenge me to what the set, you know, hey, here's where you are right now. Here's the areas of weakness, whether it's financial uh, competency, whether it's planning, whether it's strategic, whatever those things are. And then I'd have a roadmap. And he would, the mentor would be that person to keep me, you know, like bumper cars, right? Keep me straight <laughs> on the path and <laughs> check the ego like you talked about. Make sure that I was focused on building relationships and those things to get to the sponsor. He was the, he was the person that helped me understand how the path to follow to get to where I wanted to be. And, and that sponsor was that person that said, hey, he was connected to my mentor or associate. And they had influence in circles that I wasn't in yet, but know the proximity of where you want to go and then know who's in that circle already. <laughs> mm -hmm. So when your name comes up and opportunity comes up and also be telling everybody what you want to do, let it be known what it is, where you want to be. I, I was in American drugstores. It was retail. It was something totally new to me. And I said, look, I, I want to be the GM because that's the, the go-to point. In less than five years, how do I get there? That goes against a lot of people upbringing. People were taught to move in silence, but yeah. you just said, tell everybody what you're doing. Everybody need to know because you never know who can help you. But we were taught to move in silence. That goes against our upbringing. Well, I was uncomfortable with it. But when the man said to me, hey, Jeff, this is what you want to do <laughs> to get to where you want to be, right? I said, yes, sir. He said, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I, I was raised, to, you know, my parents, they, they were, they gave me that example, right? Mm -hmm. Because they were like, my father, if I may just share, he worked in the steel mills, but he had a, a private plastering business. But in the steel mills, men of color were just primary labor guy. But my pops, who had a eighth grade education, something like that, wanted to be more. So he learned how to become a certified welder in that industry. I saw him sitting up at night after working 12, 14 hours, studying, doing math and stuff like that, asking me how to, if I could help him when I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but he had got connected. Someone looked out for him. He did the work, you mm -hmm. know. Um, I mean, I, I, my parents are just, man, a whole nother conversation around that. Yes, yes. I, mean, I like how you just say he did the work. That's something yeah. that me and Queen Kimmy say to a lot of our clients, and a lot of our family members and, and things like that, or people who ask us for advice. We had to do the work individually 
and together as a couple. But yes. um, Jeff, I wanted to know one thing or two things, two books that you might have read that helped influence your life. Mm. I, I have this one as kind of a workbook. Uh, I keep and it's Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, is one, and and then another one is uh, Og Mandino, the greatest salesman. Uh, and and it, it really is kind of like, man, I, it just speaks to me. And if I could tell you, you know, I, I I realized what the power of thinking grow rich was. I said, man, I should be able to get some magic out of here. I, I should be able to get something out of here, and I'm not getting it. And then one day, one day, it's like it it, it appeared. I mean, what do you think about that? And then what do you do? You know, it's think and grow rich. But it's think, do the work and grow rich. You know? Yes. Um, so I recommend that. I recommend that. Uh, and if I may offer one more for new aspiring entrepreneurs that uh, I wish I would have read when I started my first business. And it's, it's by Michael Gerber. And it's the E-Myth Revisited. Uh, and it's, it says why most small businesses don't work and what to do about it. Powerful. Can you give that title one more time? Yes, it's, it's uh, by the E-Myth Revisited. What is the E-Myth, may I ask? It's, it's that myth about entrepreneurship. Ah, ah, okay. Okay, I just wanted to clarify because my mind went, is it electronics? You know, making money, electronic, e-commerce, entrepreneur, you know, my mind went e-commerce. Yeah, it's that whole thing around what we think entrepreneurship is. And then he talks about going from the manager, from the technician to the manager, to the entrepreneur, to where we don't talk enough about, and that's the enterprise, becoming an enterprise. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to get excited, but Sean Seven and I were just talking about this the other night because, you know, I'm military. Mm. And as you come into the military, you come in at a certain rank and you have mm. to rank up. So you come yes. in say, as a private. That private, if they go to, we go to Afghanistan, that private does not know how to move that unit. That private does not know the things that the first sergeant know because the first sergeant has been trained on these certain enterprises of the company, the yes. certain leadership, you have organization, you have institutional, you know, you have staff leadership. So there are yes. different levels of leadership. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. And then I'm going to turn around and ask you, define entrepreneurship. Define entrepreneurship. <laughs> In your own words, based on your own experiences. Mm. <laughs> no textbook definition. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, what I've always followed, what I've learned to follow. And entrepreneurship really is, 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 is uh, for me, has been a path of finding, finding freedom and knowing what it is that I'm meant to do. And, and, and it's, it's creating, creating something around me, whether it's a system, whatever it is, right? And then using technology when I need to. And, and it's kind of a model step and then create a process to replace me. You know, it's, it's, so it's kind of like, how do I build it? Who can I help? Who can I bring into family? Who can I provide income for so they can create their family and teach them how to do what I'm doing and how do I remove myself from it? Okay. And so I don't even know what the textbook entrepreneurship means, but. <laughs> that, that's good enough <laughs> we don't want the textbook we want your definition yes. because I know that right now currently 
You know, you faced some setbacks in your business in 2008, but you were able to bounce back. That's why you're the king of comeback, right? (laughs) And in coming back, you know, that's all about perspective shifting. And I had the pleasure of being on Conversations with Jeff. And it was amazing. And I love what you're doing, how you're building the community and you're helping people to shift their minds and change their perspective with their thought patterns. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I mean, I thank you for bringing that up because that's really been, for me, when I look back over what changing points in my life it was when I began to really work on, I didn't really understand self-development mm-hmm. and, and the power of self-development and, and the power of this space between my ears and that dash on my tombstone that's driven by what I say to myself and how I feed it every day and how I don't feed it, Queen Kimmy. And so mm-hmm. I, I know when, when I was introduced, hey, Jeff, you know what? That voice that's running all the time, it's running. That, that old childhood voice, it's going to continue to run. But let me give you something else to disrupt it, that you are worthy, that you are capable, that, you know, you must rather than you will. And, and, and so it just conversations with Jeff. You were a great guest, by the way. We got to have you back with your partner sitting over there, the dual team, the dynamic duo, (laughs) and Queen Kimmy. Uh, But yes, it really is. Can't be done by by me. It's going to take folks like you guys and people that come and subscribe, be part of the family to really reach that 1 million people that we want to do, that we will do through conversations with them. That you get to do. Mm -hmm. Yes, that we get get to to do. And I, and you know, and I love that because once you have a skill, you can lose it all and you can bounce right back. Yes. Yes. And once you understand the value of serving others, you can bounce right back. Yes. 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 And you're doing pretty good right now in life. Yeah, I am. You know, and and, and I'm bouncing though. I'm getting pushed back. Right. You know, I, I've, I've had some success in my real estate investing business, generating millions of dollars a year in revenue and helping other investors. But look, there's some mistakes I've made here. And, and you know, I'm, I'm um, just keep it real like I always do. The, the cash flow isn't always where it needs to be. And then, Jeff, what do you do? How do you show up then? And that is a <laughs> great is. segue yeah, yeah. into the next part of the show. But I'm, but I'm, 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 I'm. <laughs> so, Jeff, I hope you're ready, man. You like to play games? I'd love to play games. Yes, I do. All right. Absolutely. I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast or not, but every guest that come on our podcast, we ask them the same question, and it's called how to play 10K in 10 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, indeed. I see it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Jeff, now, with that said, man, I'm going to ask you, how are you going to make 10K in 10 days? And I'm going to break the rules down for you. You ready for it? I'm ready. Break them up. All righty. So here are the rules. You're going to, we're going to start you out with $100. Now, mind you, before I even get to there, you have lost everything. So you're starting over from ground zero. Yeah. Nobody knows you. But you still get to keep your intellectual property. So if you have any businesses, any college uh, degrees, anything like that, you get to keep all that stuff. But nobody knows but you. Nobody knows you. Nobody knows. Okay. Now we're going to give you a truck, an old beat up truck, but it's going to get you around town, but you can't leave out of town in that truck because you try to leave out of town, what's going to happen, Queen Kim? Oh, if you try to pass the uh, city limit sign, it's going to break down. 
Not pass go. <laughs> now you get a cell, you get a cell phone. You're gonna get a cell phone. You can use the internet, but you can't borrow any money from friends or family. Okay. All right. Oh, and there are no contacts in this cell phone. Oh, no contacts. No contacts at all. And you can't borrow any money from the bank as well. Okay. All right. And see, and on top of it off, like I said, once again, nobody knows you. So we want you to tell all our listeners out there that's listening. How are you going to go about step-by-step step, getting 10K in 10 days? Because you would mm. come back. Ooh, here's what I would tell you. Something that everybody can do, right? It's one of those things where I don't know that I even need the truck uh, to get around. You know, it's, it's more about taking the bus or getting in. Plant me in a large city or a small city. And here's, here's what I know, though. There's, there's a program out there called ERC, Employee Retention Credit. It's a viable program where businesses that qualify for certain dollars based off of their employees, I would teach people what I'm getting ready to tell you to do. And then we would sit down and we would, I would find 10 people and help them each earn a thousand dollar or more commission on this process. And in that process, it's really about identifying the businesses. You can, in Houston, I could walk out of my house and touch a hundred businesses in a quarter mile, just having to stroll down the street. So I would teach people how to, to go out to the new business in the communities, to the churches, if they're going to church, to the face. You did say I had access to technology, yes? Yes. yes. Yeah. So I could go into Facebook groups, those local, any small Facebook groups and share a quick session on the message and tell people I'd have proof to show because I've already done it without very much effort at all. So it's one thing, if, if you could talk, and walk and put your hand out, say, hi, my name is Queen Kimmy. I just have one question to ask you. Are you a business owner? Yes. Do you have more than two questions? Do you have more than five employees? Yes or no? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, here, just something you may be interested in. And that's really, anybody can do that. They don't have to worry about real estate. They don't have to worry about understanding you know, money. And nothing. Anybody can just ask those three questions. Would you agree? I agree. And you don't need a website. You don't need a logo. You don't need a business. Don't need a website. You get a bicycle. Get on your bike and ride. (laughs) But you can basically keep that $100 is what you're saying. Yes. 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 I mean, I'm going to do it this afternoon, actually. I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would love to know how it turns out. (laughs) I would love to know how it turns out because we actually challenge and play this game. We actually play this game within our community. Um, and we challenge everyone to play and to let us know how it works for you. And we also do that. like to let you know that if you make the 10000 Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. If you made the 10K, that we're going to gift you another 10K on top of that. When this is in Boss Bucks now. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> so you just earned 20K in Boss Bucks. Yeah. Oh. To be used within our Boss Effect community. So stand by. You'll get it soon. <laughs> I'd love to have those. I'll be looking for them. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. You know, I'd like to ask, you know, that was a great, that was a great plan for making 10K in 10 days. Yeah. You Thank know, you. but it's not always about just making money. Hmm. It's always about that, that most profound message you want your life to, to stand for that most profound statement that you want to be known for when you walk out of the room. You just got invited to speak at the Boss Effect Awards ceremony. Mm-hmm. And you're walking off the stage and you're gone. 
the people are talking, what do you want them to be saying? That's a great question. And, and I'm looking around only because I, I've written my eulogy. Uh, <laughs> and all the things, you know, what I wanted my grandson to be able to say was that my pop pop made a difference by standing up for people that weren't able to stand up for themselves until they were able to, and they went on to build their lives to do great things. And without my pop-pop, they wouldn't have been able to do that. So when people talk about me, it's that man did some unbelievable levels of service without his hand out, without asking for what can you do for me. And the more he gave, the happier he became. Okay. Yes, yes. The more you give, the happier you become. That's powerful. Yes. Very powerful. That's very yes. powerful. And I could feel that in your yeah. voice. I could feel the sincerity in your voice when you said that. Well, I mean, I could, I just, I mean, I just, I read it just, just a couple of days ago. You know, there's a whole lot more to it, but it, it, it really, that's what I can do. I can do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I can do that, and, and, and it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. What's the most <laughs> profound nugget from this interview that the listeners going to walk away with? Well, yeah, I hope they walk away with the understanding that it's possible for them no matter where they are, and that if they just keep showing up, no matter what their life is right now at this very moment, if they surrender to whatever they're hold that's holding on to them and ask for some help, I mean, there's nothing that will stop them from reaching their destiny. They will not be denied. They got to keep showing up. Like that as well, right? Do you have any upcoming events that our listeners can be a part of? Yeah, well, first I'd like to extend the offer to everybody. Make sure if you haven't already, go to Conversations with Jeff, subscribe, share, set up the notification bell so that you will be notified every time we go. Conversations with Jeff, Jeff Tyson. That's that we're in there every week with different guests and different speakers and, and messaging around the power to come back, baby. Right. I mean, I will, I can, I must. Ah, come on now. <laughs> but in terms of, of from that, though, we're, we're, we're planning some things around relationships and having to find if it's going to be that 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 folks that went through divorce and looking to reset their life again and get qualified to get married, qualify themselves to be worthy the second time around or in business. So just stay on the lookout, join the community, and you won't miss out by just connecting with us on a weekly basis. Just stay tuned. And what other ways can they can they reach out to you if they want to go further and work with you? What other ways can they reach out to you? Uh, that's a great question. The easiest way is jeffctyson at gmail.com. You know, jeffctyson, G-E-O-F-F-C-Tyson at gmail.com. That'll have all my, they'll take you to all the other links that you need to get to me with. And we'll make sure that we drop those that information in the show notes. For those of you yeah. listening, make sure you check the show notes so you can see how to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We also will put the link tree there with all the information and ways that you can contact Mr. Tyson. Mr. Tyson, we really appreciate you. We're honored to have you here, John Seven. And one last thing before we let you go. Can you leave our peoples with a word of inspiration or, or, or that one last word that mm -hmm. you want? You know, that one word that you always leave people, that nugget that you drop before you leave off the stage. Well, I, I would tell you this. It's more than one word, but the message is, is this. Understand the power of the tongue. Mm. We live and die by the power of the tongue. 
you know, don't don't speak from anger, speak from love. The power of the tongue. And on that note, Mr. Tyson, we appreciate you for being on the boss effect. And it was a pleasure having you here. And once again, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for the privilege. Y'all keep doing what y'all do. Y'all some dynamite folks. I'm glad to be a part of your community. Thank you very much. And on that note, we're out. We're out. You've been listening to Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. With an I-E. Thanks for tuning in to the Boss Effect Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review. Be sure to share this thing out. Share this thing out. Hey, share this thing out. Share this thing out. Tune in every Tuesday for more exciting insights and wisdom on being your own boss. And until next time, peace and blessings in both life and business. Remember, what works for us might not work for you. So take what you need and leave what you don't.